Today's episode of the Buttecast is brought to you by Thriftway Superstops. You know what my favorite thing about Thriftway is? The Mountain Dew always tastes just like Mountain Dew. That cannot be said for the fountain drinks at other convenience stores. Thriftway, though, makes sure to take care of the little things that are not always so little. Join the Thriftway Loyalty Club and every sixth fountain drink is on the house. You can also rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app today and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon on top-tier conical fuel every single day. Thriftway Superstops, a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, you, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. <laughs> now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. For about the last 20 years, you've heard me railing about travel teams. I hate them. I've always hated the travel team. Well, at least I've hated some aspects of the travel team. You know, there's obviously really good parts of the travel team that I didn't really always consider when I was complaining about travel teams. What I don't like is that not everyone gets to play, you know, and I guess growing up in the 80s in Butte, I just thinking back that my parents wouldn't have the money to put me on the travel team if there was such a thing as travel teams back then. You know, lots of families that just can't afford to do it, you know, and it, it also leads to bad experiences. You've seen it, uh, we've seen it where kids were cut from travel teams. Kids were pushed out. We've seen, you know, when my daughter was playing, we had a couple travel coaches who were in, basically, I think, ruined the whole grade school girls basketball program because they focused on their team. You know, they're, we had a bunch of 71 to four games, you know, because we had the haves and the have-nots, and it just pushed them out. And then you see when these kids were in high school, their parents were wondering, well, why isn't there more girls going out for the team? So, well, maybe because your traveling team kind of told them not to play. And you also have the the coaches. Not You know, you, you feel for some of these coaches, anybody who's coaching the travel coach is doing it probably for the right reasons. They're doing it for the kids. They want the kids to play. They want their kid to play. They want their kid to have the opportunity and not be left behind you know, the other kids who are on travel teams. So that, you know, it's a noble thing. I, I appreciate the dads who do coach it or the moms who do coach them as well. Uh, they're doing their best, and some of them are really, really good. Some of them are not so good. Of course, you see that in Little League. Senior Little League last year, every coach was a good guy who was out there for the right reasons to teach the kids. Not all of them knew baseball and they would tell you that which was obvious when you'd see the bases loaded and you had a third baseman holding the guy on third base the second baseman or shortstop holding the guy on second base and the first baseman holding the guy on first base which is just head scratching that you would be like that you know it uh, didn't make any kind of sense as far as baseball goes it was something someone who watched a lot of baseball would tell you was wrong and that's what I am I'm a guy who watched a lot of baseball I couldn't coach it I coached little league and I tapped out when I was you know, a kid was 12 because 
I, there wasn't much more I could offer. I wasn't a good baseball player. I was a good baseball watcher. So I appreciate these guys doing it, but I mean, I don't know what kind, what actually they taught the kids necessarily. You'd like to see more structure in that where they had, you know, which and Jimmy LaProuse is talking about looking into that, you know, as the baseball coach helping get these coaches all on the same page. And that's what Matt Ludke's doing with travel basketball. And I, I really appreciate that about Matt. He sees something that not necessarily is always good and he's trying to make it so it's a good experience and he has his up top travel team which you can sign up for now uh at up top what's a team up top basketball.com you can sign up costs 300 dollars, and there's scholarships for you if you can't afford that so matt doesn't want to turn anyone away he wants to be able to play and this year girls are in, are involved in it as brian arnston is uh piggy tailed on that uh, or piggybacked on that eh, maybe piggy tail what the heck he he jumped on that it's for boys and girls, fourth through eighth grades. You can sign up now. There's a parent meeting coming up on Monday, which you'll find the information of that if you go to teamuptopbasketball.com. And that's what today's guest is talking about. It's Coach Matt Ludke. He's entering his fourth year coaching the Butte High boys basketball team. First three seasons ended the state tournament, so he's doing okay. Of course, he came from Shoto, where he led his team to back-to-back undefeated state championship seasons, which, you know, is pretty good. And he's got a really good group of freshmen coming in of course we've seen him on the football field Cade Steitzer and his son Hudson Lutke and we got a good nucleus of sophomores coming back they're going to be a young team but I think Butte High is going to be fun to uh, watch this year and uh, I think over the years thanks to this uh, team up top basketball which will have the best uniforms in the state you better believe you know it, the future could be bright for for Butte High basketball boys and girls and of course you don't have to just be a bulldog our future bulldog to, to play in this team, as Matt will tell you in this podcast. Of course, Matt himself, you know, he has a good perspective on it too because he says he wouldn't have been on any travel teams because he was a late bloomer. He was, wasn't that good as a kid, he said. He was small, and then by the time he was a junior, he was showing signs of being really good. When he was a senior, he was uh, was the year 2000 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year up in Ronan. So played professionally, and of course, he was the first daredevil. He was the first guy to sign with the Butte Daredevils, but he he left that clown car early when he saw the check engine light come on with that uh, that clown show. So uh, I talked to Matt for this podcast. It's by far the longest of my podcasts because Matt, as you can tell, when you talk about basketball, he likes to talk. And, of course, I think every word of it is interesting. Hopefully you'll check it out to the end. So uh, listen in uh, as we get to know Matt Lutke. And as always, if you hear... If you if you've got any recommendations for people you want to hear from on the Buttecast, I'm 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 all ears. Let me know. Full74 at gmail.com, F-O-L-E-S 74 at gmail.com. And we'll uh, you know, I'll put them on the list. Maybe talk to get some interesting guests here, because that's all I want to do is hear from the interesting people in the mining city. So with that, uh, sit back and let's get to know Matt Ludke. All right, Coach Matt Ludke, uh, starting your fourth season here at Butte High in a little more than a month. Yes, sir. Three three trips to straight to state. So, yep, three trips. You to did state. all right, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you know, obviously we haven't had as many uh, as many wins um, in the regular season as we'd like, but you know, the goal, you know, my goal every year, you know, number one is is I want every kid to have a good experience. Yeah, that's a hard goal. Because, yeah. you know, depending on a kid's expectation, you know, everybody like to be 
the league scorer or, or play, you know, 30 minutes a game or some kids think they can play 32, which is really, really difficult at any level, yeah. you know, especially double A varsity and, you know, things like that. So, um, that's, that's my main goal is, is for every kid who plays for me to have a great experience. And <clears throat> unfortunately, like I said, um, we're not always going to be able to meet those expectations. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just from a, from a team standpoint, um, make the state tournament, you know, yeah. that's, that's the goal every year. I, you know, I would love to have every single senior who ever played for me, their senior year, get a, um, chance to play at the state tournament and stuff. So, so this year has been, or, uh, the first three years were, were awesome because, um, you know, the kids, the kids played right at the right time, you know, they, yeah. uh, you know, I feel they trusted me and, and they believed in me and, uh, obviously I trust them, believed in them. Um, and, uh, they were able to, to get the job done last year, probably more so than, than the first two, just, uh, you know, considering we, we didn't have as, as good of a regular season yeah. <laughs> as, as even the first year, you know, where we, we had eight wins that year. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, coming into it as the seventh seed and, um, you know, we just had, you know, our, our two seniors, I really felt Kenley Leary was phenomenal. And then, you know, Cooper Klobuchar had that 18 point 15 rebound game yeah. and gets the gets the offensive rebound put back i mean it, it was you know it, it was it, so much fun to watch him play oh man it, it couldn't have turned out any better at the divisional tournament with you know uh coop coop hitting the game winner um off the offensive rebound there and then you know kenley uh making the free throw and then you know the, the way that that hell and high game ended where yeah. he misses a free throw on purpose gets his own rebound dribbles it out you know I yeah mean, it was just it was it was awesome and and uh <clears throat> you know but w- what a what a special memory uh for me and and hopefully for everybody that was on that team um you know especially those two seniors and and the seniors before them you know uh my first two years um you know to to be kind of in you know it's it's been a pretty good drought and and, you know i mean we've been competitive at the state tournament you know we're not going over there getting blown out you know so i mean for those kids to make it and then you know be confident enough to go over there and and uh have a showing and you know i mean we've Granted, you know, every year I, I want to get better, um, you know, more wins. And then, you know, obviously, you know, the hope was, you know, well, we didn't win any at the state tournament the first year. And then uh, second year we won one. And yeah. then I was hoping to win two games at least at the state tournament last year. And, <clears throat> you know, for those, for that team last year to make it, considering, you know, we had two kids who, who probably would have been significant minute guys that transferred. Yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, Casey Merrifield, uh, fractures his ankle, the third Hard, game yeah. of the year. Uh, Kel McDonald would have been a, a big minute guy for us. I think, you know, um, you know, so I mean, yeah, we, he had surgery on his shoulder, right? Yeah. He had surgery on his shoulder, you know? So, <clears throat> I mean, considering everything that, that last year's team was just, was pretty special. Um, you know, and, and it's hard when you're in the moment and, and things aren't going your way, you know, obviously, you know, the expectation from everybody is, is to win games and yeah. that's what everybody wants. And, and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, what a, what a, what a cool team. Um, you know, what a, you know, and, and I've been really lucky. I mean, I've, I've loved all the team, you know, it's, it's, you know, like I, I'm, I'm sure I, I haven't been, uh, thankfully a part of a team, um, as a coach where it was like, man, I'm glad that season's over. You know, yeah. um, I, I've just been really blessed with having some, some great kids. Now I've had some really, really great players, um, you know, that were really, really fun to coach, um, you know, but on the flip side of that, you know, just great, great kids, you know, great young men and, and, uh, 
you know, so um, I, I still love love coaching. That's what I always say. I'll quit coaching when I'm not having fun anymore. And you know, last year was was trying. That was the fewest wins I've ever had uh, as a coach. And and uh, you know, but um, like I said, to come back uh, and and end the season the way it did, you know, I mean, basically once you get to the to the tournament. You know, I mean, that's that's the funnest part of basketball. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, by far, you, you know, you look at every, you know, NBA, you got the playoffs and the finals. Uh, you got the 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 dance, yeah. you know, the big dance in, in college basketball. Yeah. And, in, and in high school, you have, you know, Class B was fun when I was coaching in Shoto because you had districts, divisions, and state. And so you get, you know, if you're lucky enough to make state, you get three. But typically, you know, when I was there, we, we went two districts and divisionals for sure. Yeah. And you just get to see the school spirit and – uh, you know the the communities supporting their their boys and stuff like that. You know, and double A level. You know, the, uh, thank God Chuck fought so long to get that divisional tournament. Yeah. You know, there's, there's and he was a he was a driving force for that. For he sure. was, yeah, yeah. You know, and and stuff. So, you know, I, I've heard some rumblings. You know, there's there's some coaches, uh, some of my buddies that that coach in the double A that that don't like the divisional tournament. I'm like, man, you guys are crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, what's better? What's better than having a tournament, you know? And, and granted, I, I was lucky too because, you know, first year we got the divisional tournament. Second year we get to play off because of COVID. Yeah. And, and so, you know, even though I'm a newcomer to the AA, I got, I got the opportunity and, and thankfully they worked out, you know, they worked out for us both times. So, you yeah. know, we, we, you know, persevere in the, in the divisional that first year. And then, man, that, that, uh, home playoff game was a lot of fun, you know, but you know, the way I see it, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, Hey, you go and you get second or third in the, in the league and, uh, you want a home playoff game against a team that you probably beat twice during the regular season. Yeah. That's the easy yeah. way to do it. Well, to me at the end of the year, you, you play in the divisional. If you're one of the best four teams, you should make the state tournament. Yeah. And so that's what, that's one thing I love about the divisional is, is, in my opinion, the four best teams at the end of the year, and, and we've been fortunate enough my first three years, we've improved from the beginning of the year to the end of the year every year, and some, <laughs> sometimes significantly. Yeah. You know, and, and, I mean, there's times, you know, like last year where, you know, it's like, man, we should be able to beat those guys, fellas, you know, or we're in the locker room after a loss. It's like, man, what are we doing? You yeah. know, and, and, you know, learning curve and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, like I said, I, I think, you know, one of one of my best attributes is just sticking with guys and, and uh you know, I don't lose confidence in kids. You know, I try to figure out ways to, to get them confidence. And, and, you know, that's that's the goal for me is, uh, like I said, if we want to get to the state tournament, we got to have everybody playing with a lot of confidence. And um doesn't always work. You know, there's even even last year there were guys that probably didn't play as good as they wanted to play, but maybe maybe came up with a couple of plays. and, and But going uh, to the state to tournament probably helps you, right? I mean, I remember Coach Peoples talking about how important it was, even if he knew they weren't going to make a run in the playoffs – how important it was for the program to be in the playoffs to build for the next year. And I imagine the state tournament the same way. These guys, you don't, you're not talking about the state tournament like it's some pipe dream. These guys have just been there. Yeah, no, no, I, I think that that's, uh, that's definitely how I feel about it. You know, uh, making the state tournament, you get the experience. Um, you know, you get to go stay overnight. And, yeah. uh, you know, you get a, you know, you're one of the, one of the only, you know, there's eight, eight teams that get to go to the state tournament. And, uh, you know, the the kids feel more confident and then you know if you're if you're a junior playing at the state tournament you're probably pretty nervous yeah it's your first state tournament um 
as a senior, well, hey, we've been there before. Yeah, been there, you know? done so, that, yeah. so the jitters aren't there as much. First round is very important. You know, I mean, state tournament, if you want to win it all, you got to win the first game. Yeah. And so, you know, those teams that have been there, I was just talking to somebody the other day about it, uh, the AA, you take a look at the teams that are there every year. Uh, coincidentally, are the teams that have coaches who have the longest tenures. Yeah. You know, in the... Stability means a little bit. Yeah. It, it means a lot, you know. So you, you take a look in, in the West. You know, you got uh, Capital, uh, who was, you know, won the league last year. They got yeah. a guy over there who's been there 20-some-odd years. I think I, I 20 maybe as a head. I think he's been yeah. like 26 total or something like that. Been there like a that. while, yeah. Uh, so, you know, so, he, so he's got a really, really good program. You got Jeff Hayes, who I saw him... Uh, when I watched my daughter play volleyball in, at Hellgate on Tuesday, and um, I think he said this is his 13th year, or he's been there 13, maybe this is 14th, um, and he's got a great program. You know, they're yeah. very successful over there. Uh, you got Coach Harkins up at Glacier, you know, and he's been there. I, I think he's the only coach Glacier's ever had. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's been there He's been there quite a while, and he does a heck of a job, you know. So, I mean, those are, I, to me, you know, I mean, probably – you know, no disrespect to anybody else, you know, and, you know, but I mean, probably the three premier programs in, in the West. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and especially since I've been here, you know, I mean, I'm not yeah. going back 15 years, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know enough about the AA history you know, to, to know that, but you know, since I've been here for sure. And, and I, and I knew those guys, you know, before, um, you know, just from coaches clinics and, you know, I mean, obviously you kind of keep an eye on, yeah what's going on around the state. I, I think that's one of the fun parts too, you know, when you have buddies that coach, you know, you follow and, and you kind of pay attention to that, you know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so my fourth year coming in and we've been to the th state tournament three years in a row and, and, uh, you know, we've got a lot of kids that have been working this year. You know, I've got a goal that, um, to have at least five seniors every year. Um, I think that that, uh, from a stability standpoint is important. Um, you know, I mean, seniors last year we had two seniors and i think the next closest was five yeah um you know uh i know capital had five seniors uh big sky who ended up getting third in the state last year i think they had like eight or nine you know so um you well, know seen jt always said you win with seniors in the yeah, double a yeah you do and, and i and i think that that's everywhere you know what i what i say is uh you know seniors uh especially at tournament time you know like when i was in shoto um you know, we talk about uh, you, you always got to watch out for a senior who, you know, was a solid guy. Um, my first year, uh, we played Malta in the uh, challenge game to go to state at the Northern B Divisional. Um, and they had a kid who was just really solid, you know. I mean, if I if I had to guess, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, I, you know, he probably was a, you know, maybe an eight-point six rebound guy a game, yeah. you know, and a really solid role player, somebody that you need to win. Uh, we, we played them and it was a hell of a game, um, played it in Haver and that kid had 15 points and 12 rebounds. And I think they ended up beating us by like five, Yeah, you know? So, I mean, you know, seniors are playing for their careers. Um, you know, they don't, they don't get to play next year, you know? And, and so that's one of the things why, uh, one, one of the reasons why I think, having a lot of seniors is important, you know, because it's like a lot of times those guys give you some really special, like, and like we got last year from Cooper and, and Kenley, you know, yeah. in the divisional, we got some really special performances from those guys. Um, cause it's like, man, 
got nothing to lose. This is it, you know. So, um, so yeah, no, you know, I, I'd like to have at least five seniors um, every year. If we can have more, awesome. Obviously, I'm not going to try to cut it down. Ideally, you want 12. <laughs> I, I remember the – but I uh, beat Billings West the year that uh, Tyler Giller got hurt. So yep. it was in 06. They beat West in a, in a loser-out game. Uh-huh. And that team, everyone said, was loaded. They were all seniors. You know, they were going to win it, but they didn't yeah. win it, you know. Great Falls High ended up winning it. They graduated their entire roster, and then in 07, West was phenomenal and won the state title. Really? I mean, that's what you want, right? Yeah. 12, 12, 12 each year. Yeah, you yeah. Um, no, absolutely, you know. And, and and when you get uh, kids used to um, going to the state tournament, that's the expectation for yeah. them, too. You know, I mean, we can have expectations as coaches. We can talk about it. We can try and drill it into our players. But until they really live it and get to experience it, you know, then, then that becomes the expectation. Hey, we should be at the state tournament every year, you yeah. know, and, and so, you know, that's my expectation is, is, uh, find a way, uh, to get there. And, and like I said, my first three years, we've been really, really fortunate. And, you know, this year coming in, um, you know, we should have a, I think we have a really strong senior class and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the sky's the limit this year. I, I feel like, uh, you know, one thing about that is, um, you get, you get you come into a program that obviously hasn't had exce- uh, success uh, f- for a while. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's been 14 years now since we've had a winning season at Butte High. We went nine and nine two years ago, and uh, that's as close as we've came, I think, yeah. in a while. And and uh, that was disappointing. I mean, you know, not that we did that, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I thought, man, for sure we were gonna we we're gonna be much better than that record-wise, and and. Uh, and you know, I, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of excuses for that, uh, like all coaches <laughs> do, you know. But uh, I, I really think that team would have benefited from having, um, you know, the four non-conference games to start. Yeah, um, without question. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, and then you know, like what I always w- would say to all the other coaches, you know, because there's a lot of serious coaches out there that, that uh, you know, they don't, uh, you know, I'll say some things in jest, you know, um, <laughs> that that they're kind of like oh well, what are you talking about you know and I, I could probably I, guess which ones you're talking yeah, about yeah well well so I would always say like uh <laughs> man you know if we would have just had 12 practices to start to see we were pretty good but then I had them for eight more practices and then I screwed them up and so we were really really bad you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and uh guys would be like what you know and I'm like yeah. hey I'm you know I'm kidding but that 20 we had 20 practices before our first game that year that was that was just hard you know and, I mean, and practices was, basketball practices aren't always fun I hated basketball no. practice. Well, well, and you know, there's there's something to be said too about you know, uh, for just from a coaching standpoint, you know, you get your twelve practices, and, it's, and and sometimes you know you feel like you need every one of those practices, but usually by the time the first game rolls around, it's like, man, we're ready to play somebody else. You know, the yeah. kids are at each other because they're competing at, competing with each other every day. Um, you know, us as coaches, we try to do things to keep it exciting, keep it interesting, and and keep it different. And uh, but then, you know, like at the end of the day. You know, there's only so many, so much you can do at practice. You know, yeah. and uh, we had that year we had two different team scrimmages and inter squad scrimmages, and you know, so. Um, but usually, from a coach standpoint, you get your, you know, ten or twelve practices in, and then you play your first game. Well, then you get to really evaluate. You know, because when we're in practice, we can say, okay, I think that we're weak here and we're strong here. 
But it's not until you actually go and see the game and, and see how you perform against another team that yeah. can change things up and that has different personnel to to where you know that what adjustments you need to make potentially for next game or just, you know, like for us, you know, I really focus a lot on what we're doing versus what the other team is doing so we can try and do what we do the very best. And, and uh, yeah, until you play somebody else, you don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, so, no, there were some – there were some uh, – uh, some challenges there and and you know like I said those guys were great because you know in a in a really difficult time with you know COVID and all that other stuff we were able to you know do what we need to do to get that state tournament and then that win that we got there was awesome you know yeah that was a lot of fun senior, you know yeah in Great Falls and and uh, so you know so we, we've definitely had some uh, some really great uh, highs since I've been here I know you know and like I said I'm, I'm used to winning a lot you know in Shoto we averaged 20 wins a year there and obviously we had the back-to-back undefeated seasons and two state which titles is pretty and stuff good like I guess that, huh? which is you know some people some people think that's good I don't know yeah <laughs> some, people call it, championship. some people like to call it luck I call it well a luck I guess <laughs> but uh no it, you know but those were fun and and um you know uh you get used to that and you get used to the mentality. So you get to the mentality of um, when you come into a program like I did here and and the expectation isn't winning, um, man, that, that loser mentality goes deep, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's not just the kids. It, to me, it, you know, it's, it's the, the parents have it, the kids have it. And, you know, when things, you know, if, if things do start off good, when you have that loser's mentality, you know, when you hit the skids wheels start coming off yeah then it really goes because then it's like then you start finger pointing and then you start doing the things that losing teams do and so you know it's been it's been difficult um i've lost sleep a lot of sleep over it you know even yeah. in the off season trying to figure out ways you know to um to to you know try to overcome that you know and 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 really a lot of it is time you know it's it's really hard to come in and and change that mindset uh in the first year um, you know, and, and I think that it's hard, uh, to just completely get rid of it. Cause there's always going to be, no matter how, no matter how successful your program is, there's always going to be somebody there that has that, you know, that the, the negativity and, and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, you just do what you can to overcome it. And, and when you're, when you have great leadership, uh, within your, within your team, you know, you got great senior leaders or, you know, if you have juniors yeah. that are your leaders or whoever steps up, um, you know, it, it's easy to overcome that. Uh, and, and when you, when you don't have good leadership and and when you have kids that don't understand what it takes, uh, you know, to, to win all the time, uh, it's hard for them to be leaders, uh, come coming from a losing mentality to a winning mentality, you know? So, so yeah, so there's been a lot of that, uh, you know, that, that I've seen and, and, uh, um, you know, like I said, you're always going to have to try to overcome I mean, heck, you see that at every level. You know, you take a look, I, you know, you watch the, the, the first day, it cracks me up. The, the very first uh, opening day for the NBA was yesterday. And, of course, I like to listen to the talking heads, you know, yeah. like uh, Undisputed, uh, Skip and Shannon and those guys. Oh, and, I don't know how you, you must be a glutton for punishment. <laughs> and, uh, you know, usually I, I click on it if I think they're going to say something good about the guys that I like, and then I'm, I'm not always, <laughs> they don't always meet my expectation. But, um, but you know, it's funny because it's like after one game, um, man, they're acting like 
oh, these guys are done. Yeah, you're written you off know? or you're crowned yeah. after one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the Nets, but you know they they didn't look very good, uh, and I didn't watch the game. But you know, judging, I mean, they got beat pretty bad by the Pelicans, and you know, it's like, oh man, these guys are in trouble, and they got to get rid of this guy, and they got to do this, you know. And, it's like, man, there's still 81 games left in the <laughs> well, season. Well, the Celtics were <laughs> struggling to be 500 last year in February. And yeah. They win the East and uh, go to yeah. the finals, yeah. And then they thankfully got beat by the Warriors in the, in oh, the finals. You're not, you're not <laughs> a Celtics fan, huh? I'm a Warriors fan, man. I, Are you really? Well, you know, being a shooter, you know, yeah. and, and growing up, uh, you know, playing fast and playing loose and shooting deep threes and... Uh, it's hey, hard, I, hard not I, to enjoy Curry. I was a and, and shooter too. Clay Thompson. The only difference yeah. is, is I didn't make most of my <laughs> shots, but I shot. <laughs> I, I threw uh, them up there. I threw lots of shots up there. Yeah, yeah. There's shooters and there's makers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, my high school coach would would he'd say that as a joke to some guys, you know? He'd be like, uh, "Hey, there's a reason you're open. Maybe yeah. pass it. <laughs> Maybe pass that one up next time." Thatcher used to yeah. say that all the time to guys. Yeah, there's a reason you're open. Markovich Construction Incorporated is Southwest Montana's largest and most successful general contracting firm. They employ the best field craftsmen, managers, and support staff, and they maintain the most complete fleet of building construction equipment in the area. Markovich Construction has the construction team to make any project a success. They have a proven successful history of working with owners and design professionals to address any project challenges and they routinely bring in projects ahead of schedule and within budget. Recent projects include the Veterans Home, Burt Mooney Airport, Starbucks, the Ridgewater Water Park, and more. Visit MarkovichCons.com to see some of their recent projects and call 406-494-3901 to let Markovich Construction work for you. Markovich Construction, when performance counts. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. 5518 Designs is your uptown Butte destination for all of your apparel and gift needs. 5518 offers their own line of in-house designed and locally produced apparel celebrating what we love about Butte and our Montana lifestyle. You'll also find outdoor essentials such as Chaco sandals, Dekine backpacks and gear, and Kabu apparel and packs. Something for the whole family. Visit 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in the heart of historic uptown Butte and online at shop5518.com. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street 
or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Is it tough to coach in Butte? Because I've heard, you know, I've seen coaches come, you know, JT was here for a while and then Coach Conan came in. And immediately there's people who don't like Coach Conan, which yep. if, if you don't like Coach Conan, you don't like anything. He's one of the best yeah. guys in the world. Yeah. And then, you know, Coach Hauser comes in and they're all oh, you're hearing this about him, hearing this, yeah. you know, and then, you know, Joe Nart's there for the year and you're hearing people say stuff and Luke's yeah. there and immediately everyone. Yep. And it, I remember when Terry Thomas almost took the football job up here when they hired Harry. And Ted Stanisich told him, warned him against it. He said, when you coach in Butte, immediately, right off the bat, half the town hates you. Yeah. Are you finding any problems like that? You, you know, um, I first off, I don't think that that's exclusive to Butte. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that that happens a lot of places. You know, Where there's and, multiple schools, kind of? Um, no, you know, so when when I was in Shoto, um, you know, I come in, new hot shot coach, you know, and I obviously was lucky because I was able to work with the kids before I took the head job. And, um, you know, so th there was a lot of talent there, but, you know, I was able to, to build a rapport with them and, and earn their trust and, and I trusted them. And, you know, so when I came in, it was seamless, you know, I mean, I, I, I was already, you know, and, and really the, uh, coach Lucero who was there before me, yeah. you know, I, I felt like he was winning games with my guys because yeah. I, I was in there every morning with them, just like I am here in Butte, you know, over the gym every morning and, you know, and, and so, um, you know, uh, the, the girls coach there, um, I, I thought he was, he's just a super, super guy, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and you, and you see this, uh, not just there, but I mean, it just happened in Anaconda, you know, I mean, it happens, yeah. it happens everywhere where it doesn't matter if you're a small town or you're a big town. When I got the job here, I believe there's only six candidates that, that put in for it at a double yeah. A school. And I don't care if it's Butte or what. I they're having that problem everywhere. Yeah, you know, and when you it should know, be sixty, right? It should be at least ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd think like twenty or thirty. Yeah, you know, and um, so when I'm in Shoto, you know, people would come to me and they'd say, "Hey, you know, what do you think of the girls' coach?" You know, and he got second every year uh, since I had been there um, to. Fairfield, which was <laughs> pretty second, good, yeah. Second in the league to Fairfield, who won. Would they win eight, four years in a row, going undefeated? Didn't they? they? They went. They actually went uh, four years, and then their fifth year, they won every game in the regular season until the last game. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I mean, powerhouse, you know, and they were dominant yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, well, then there was a really good group of girls that came through um, in Shoto, and and the expectation all of a sudden changed because it was like, man, John, John does a good job. You know, he's, he's doing a good job there. And then the expectation changed. It's like, well, gosh, we should be winning like Fairfield. Well, not everybody wins like Fairfield. Yeah. I mean, that's rare. That, you know? that, no matter where you're at, that's a rare stretch. It's yeah. a rare, yeah, it's a rarity. And, and so people would ask me, you know, well, what do you think? What do you think? You know, and, and of course hindsight is twenty twenty, but I will, I guarantee you, I promise you, I always said this to people. I would say, does he care about your kid? You know, and, and that's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand about coaching. You know, it's like everybody thinks they're an expert at the X's and O's, yeah. you know. Um, but really coaching is, you know, uh, like, I, you know, like I believe, you know, trying to have kids help them, you know, become better, better. Yeah. Young, As Ari Gray says during the parent meeting, he says, I'm not here to win games. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and so build that rapport, build great relationships. And, and then, you know, us as mentors to help kids through tough times, it's tough being a teenager. Yeah. You know, I don't care where you come from or, or who you are or yeah. who your parents are. You know, everybody goes through a lot of different things and they're trying to navigate, trying to figure things out about themselves and about who they are and what they want to be. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of pressure. Hey, well, what do you want to be when you, uh, you know, what are you going to do after high school? You know, it's like you start asking that as a freshman. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, geez, I have to know. You know, like when I came out of high school, I was like, I just knew I wanted to play basketball. I didn't know what else I wanted. <laughs> what to else do. was so there, right? There's nothing else going on. I'm just playing basketball. So, you know, it's it's just uh, um, one of those things. But but what I always say is, hey, you know, you, you got to make sure that if you're going to run a coach off, um, you're going to get somebody that's, that's better. Yeah. And I don't mean better as in, you know, somebody with a better resume or something, you know, get somebody that's going to care about the kid as much as the guy that you have now, regardless of what the record is. Because a lot of times, you know, like, like you know, in Anaconda, I, I don't think that they had a lot of people putting in for the job no. um, when they when they did that kind of mass firing over there. And I, I'm well, not, who would? Would you have put it? Yeah. I wouldn't put in for it. No, I wasn't planning on yeah. leaving here to go there. But I mean, <laughs> even if, let's say like, let's say like you're living in Anaconda, you wouldn't want to work for that. Well, well, when you see that going on, you know, it's it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, why, right. why would you? Why would you want to go and work for that? You know, I mean, that's just, uh, um, you know, like I said, a lot of negativity and a lot of... Uh, you know, yeah. a lot of people button heads and, you know, it's just not a, not a good situation. So, you know, it's like, oh, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's get rid of this guy. And, uh, you know, man, we'll probably have 30, 40 people coming and putting in and we'll get somebody really good. Yeah. And then, well, nobody puts in for it or one person puts in for it, you know? And so, you know, it, it, it makes it, it makes it really difficult. So, you know, and there are, there are coaches out there who probably don't, don't deserve to be coaching kids and being mentors, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, you know, but, uh, I think there are a lot of people out there that are, that are good hearted and, and that care about their kids a lot and that probably don't deserve to get run off, you yeah. know, and, and end up, end up doing it. But, but back to your question, uh, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I just think coaching's hard, um, in general, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, uh, at every level, you know, you see, you see guys in the NBA get fired after 10 games or whatever i mean you know the guy that coached at cleveland blad i think his name was he yeah he had like a like a 900 win percentage and they fired him you know i always said because lebron didn't like him you know yeah, which, I which think probably, was probably right, true yeah. um and he was a great coach you know um you know you got you see guys in college get fired after three four losses in a row uh, with scott frost at nebraska yeah. right you know and and so and and i think you see that on a national level and then you think that that's something that's okay but at the end of the day it takes a lot of time to coach you know i mean we you know it's my life you know it's Eric yeah. gray's life uh you know the other coaches that be high here you know they put a lot of time in i know um so so you make some sacrifices to do it and there's a lot of people out there that go man i'd like to coach and then when the chips are down, you say, hey, man, why don't you come coach? Oh, man, I don't think I can. I don't Just have, don't have the, the time. time. Yeah. You know, and, and stuff like that. So so I think that, you know, at the very least, you know, people who are willing to put their neck out there and do it, uh, you know. And, and Butte is, Butte, you know, might be tough, tougher than other places because, you know, we're the biggest small town in, in the state. Yeah. You know, and we have a great following. Um, I mean, you take a look. It just impresses me. The, the the fans here are so awesome. When you win, yeah, they're the best there are as far as coming out and and following, right? And I don't blame them. I mean, if if the team's not very good, it's not really that fun <laughs> to go watch them, you know. But but I mean, nobody gives gives a team better support than than Butte High at the AA level. 
Um, you take a look at it, you go, okay, well, you know, like when, when Hellgate was so good my first year, they didn't even pack their, you know, they got a small gym, they didn't yeah. pack it. Well, you got people that are going to go watch the Grizz. You got a very small uh, percentage of people who are actually from Hellgate because they got... Yeah, they were, other... rep- they were representing that area. You're, got, you're representing exactly. Butte. Exactly, we're representing Butte, you know, yeah. so we're really lucky. I, w- I wouldn't want to, you know, I really, since I've been here, it's like I don't want to coach anywhere else but Butte, Butte High, you know yeah. I mean? Because this is just, you know, especially if, if, if we can get our program to the heights that I would, would like to get it to. Uh, and we got some, we got some really talented kids coming up, uh, senior class, junior class, sophomore class, freshman class, you know, um, even a good eighth grade class, eighth grade, seventh grade, you know, and we're doing what we can with our, with our up top program, uh, you know, to help develop kids so we can be really good, uh, every single year, you know, um, you know, so, I mean, if, if we get to that point, I I think it's going to be, even better but you know when you have a a big following and you have a really great fan base um criticism comes along with it i when i was in shoto and of course you know i had a lot of success in shoto my first year we went 20 and 6 and then we go 26 and 0 26 and 0 um you know my worst year there we went uh 14 and 11 and and uh, lost by two to go to the state tournament Uh you know and after we lost you know three college basketball players uh, from our from our state title teams and you know so I mean that was that was my worst year uh, win win loss wise and we had a hell of a team we had really really good players on that team and and uh, but we were super young you know yeah. um, you know so anyways I, I get talking about those show teams and they, I mean that was just a really really uh, if I you know, if special I had time. if I had two fifty or twenty six and zero teams. That's all I would talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and and then you know the other thing with those guys is I mean those guys were it was just such a such a neat group of kids you know um, and what I always say is is high school basketball is probably going to be one of your best you know one of your best experiences because you're playing with all the kids that you grew up with you know yeah. you know you know stuff I, I mean I remember I mean even now here in Butte you know like the kids talk about stuff oh man remember when this happened in the seventh grade <laughs> you know <laughs> like, you know oh man those two guys they're best friends now but man they got in a big fist fight in the seventh grade or the fifth grade or whatever you yeah. know and, I mean you know you can go and, and it, you know that's not to say that you can't have uh, great memories when you play I have some great memories from my college days you know whatever but uh, and I have some great friends that I played with but um that I still keep in touch with, but it's, it's just not the same as, as the kids that you grew up with. Cause you know them since you're two or three or six or seven yeah. or whatever, you know? So, you know, that, that's what I always say. It's like, you, you're never going to have quite the same experience, um, going with those guys. So that's why, you know, sometimes you see guys that they just can't wait to be done with high school and especially guys that, you know, um, are going to be able to go and play college sports. Was, Man, yeah. I can't wait. You know, it's like, you know, Hey, college sports are great. But uh, you know, for a guy like me, I, I really do believe, like, man, you're, you're, it, it doesn't get any better than this. And and that doesn't have anything to do with coaches or or anything. That just has to do with your buds. Yeah. You know, like like the guys that, and and hopefully, and not everybody has the same experience as I did. I mean, I had some really strong. Did you like high school or college friends. better? Uh, my senior year of high school, still my very favorite year yeah. that I ever played. Well, because you kind of. You were a late bloomer, right? I was a late bloomer. Um, you know, uh, we went we went from my freshman year, and I, of course, I was on the freshman team, and I started. I don't even think I started half the games that year on the really? freshman team. Um, our varsity team didn't win a game that year. 
and then uh, Coach Jim Sturgar took over my sophomore year, and I was a, a JV guy, but I was a 30-30 guy on the varsity. Um, I'd get in if we were up 30 or down 30. I was that on my freshman team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so that, um, that year, my sophomore year, uh, there were nine teams. That was back when it was the Eastern A, Central A, uh, Western A. There were nine teams in the Western A, and so they'd only take eight to the divisional. So we got eighth that year, and Corvallis got ninth. So we had a we had a home play-in game in Ronan, and we lost that game. Oh. So we were the only team in Class A not to go to a divisional tournament my sophomore year. That hurts. Then my junior year, we won our first game in the, uh, I think we went 500 that year. Uh, we won our first game in the divisional tournament, make the semis, and we lost to a good Hamilton team. That was kind of when people started noticing me. I, I scored 31 that game or 32, something like that, and had a couple of nice plays, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, this kid's pretty good, you know, and stuff. And so I, so my sophomore year, like I said, I was 30-30 guys on the tournament team, so I lettered, but that was about yeah. the extent of it. And then my, my junior year, I was All-State. And then my senior year, we went 19-3. and three. Uh, They only took two teams from the Western A that year. Uh, we we ended the regular season 17-1. and one. Stevensville was 17 and 1 and Whitefish was 16 and 2. We lose to Whitefish in the challenge game. Oh man. Uh so I so I didn't get to make the state tournament, but we ended up 19 and 3. 2 years later, they get second at the state tournament. And that was a really talented group, Zach Pitts, Nate Harris, um Chris Decker, Shane Morjo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they were just they, they had a lot of seniors that year. They were great. Um but I really I really do feel like as as good as those kids were, we laid the f- the groundwork you know for that so but yeah and you my, won the gatorade you can't leave that out i won gatorade and yeah what Mr. year was Mr. that basketball that was uh 2000 2000 you're 2000 yeah so um so yeah that was a that was a really special year though because i mean we were just such a tight-knit group and, and jimmy sturgar is a guy that i love and you know uh anaconda my, hero anaconda hero <laughs> yeah he's a he's a from won the, the suburb i wrote a column over there once when is it, it just joking, talking about how it was the worst slam dunk contest at the Estes <laughs> since Jimmy Sturgar won it with a layup. Yeah. <laughs> but he was going to kill me for that, but Jimmy oh. had some hops. Oh, man, he was unbelievable. And, you know, uh, growing up uh, with him, I mean, that's one of the reasons I coach the way I do now, you know, open the gym. I mean, we got in the gym anytime we wanted because of him, and we'd go in there. And I still talk. You know, I love uh, Brad Sloan is a really close friend of mine. And Jimmy and Brad used to take turns just kicking that's my butt. That's the same Brad who uh, played for Great Falls High? Great Falls High when Mickey Tuttle. Yeah, Mickey I just Tuttle watched that game guys. again. I, yep. I put it on. Did you see that? I put it on YouTube. I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Brad, he was Gatorade Player of the Year that year. Was he in '84? Yeah, because I remember. It I rem- went back that far, huh? Yeah, I remember when I was uh, when I was in. Um, I was helping them move. Uh, the Salones lived in Ronan. Brad, uh, uh, Chris Schmidt, Salone, and she was yeah. uh, uh, one of the Golden Girls at uh, University of Montana. Yeah, their track team and. Um, she had taught in Ronan forever, and, the, and they lived in Ronan, and Brad sold insurance in Polson, and then they ended up moving to Kalispell, and, and you know we helped to move and stuff like that. And I remember I was up there, and, and he had his Gatorade plaque uh, up in the up in his garage, yeah. and I was like, oh man, you know you're the you were the Gatorade, you know, or whatever. And, and then uh, yeah, he's like, ah yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I lost to Butte, Mickey Tuttle, you know, yeah. or whatever. And, and but Mickey I, sat and on the I, rim, though, and right? And then I ended up marrying um, <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Tuttle's daughter, you know. So <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of funny how small of a world it is, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, 
yeah, those guys used to kick my butt all the time, uh, one-on-one and, um, I, you know, and help make the player that I was today. So, you know, all that. And then of course, I mean, Jimmy, man, he used to fly, you know, even, even when yeah. he was, you know, especially, you know, you, you know, you get out of high school and college and then you kind of hit your physical peak and, yeah, he used to do some yeah, cool was stuff. I've ever went to TAC to play, and then he ended up at Western, I believe. Yep, yep. And yeah. I mean, that guy, that guy was j- just a. I mean, talk about just an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he could do anything in any sport. He hits a golf ball three hundred. I mean, I watch yeah. people probably won't believe. It. I I watched him. <laughs> we were golfing one time. He he always used to make fun of me for. Me and my buddy Shane Coleman to go golf with him, and he's like, "I'm, I'm like Jordan, and you guys are Steve Kerr and Judd Bushler, you know, <laughs> and uh, out here on the golf course." And and uh, no, I I watched him hit one like 370 one day. I mean, he just uh, unbelievable talent. Yeah, uh, and I guess he used to just be a great softball player and stuff like that, you know. But uh, I wonder if he played football on those teams ever because he was. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was Hewitts and stuff. Yep. Yep, he was a really good football player too. Yeah, yeah. he. Uh, I remember when we were in high school, uh, or I mean, we used to go over to his house all the time when I, we were in high school to get the key to the gym and yeah. stuff like that. And and you know, so we'd always ask him to show us stuff. And I think they got second uh, his senior year in, yeah. in basketball and football. Yeah, I. I he always joked. hated Livingston because Livingston yeah. beat him. Livingston, Sydney beat him in football, I believe. And Livingston they had they were really good back yeah. then. I, I I made a joke one time when there was. Uh, was it Matisich was coaching a big sky? Lazlovich was, or La, yeah, and La, no, Matisich was at Sentinel. Lazlovich was at Big Sky, and uh, Jimmy was at uh, Senior. Senior. And there's 13 teams in AA then. And I said, so we've got three Anaconda guys. So if we can just get nine more Anaconda guys to coach AA, <laughs> Butte High will be guaranteed a state title. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy read it. <laughs> I was at a state tournament later on. I turned around and there. Jimmy's just sitting two oh, rows behind man. me, just staring daggers yeah, and ready to kill that's me. That's awesome. Oh, at least he, at least he knew he knew where it was coming from yeah. anyway. Oh yeah. So, no. but yeah, no, I you know I, I just had such a great experience um, playing for those guys, and, and you know I, like you know I, it's not that I didn't enjoy my college experience. Yeah. Um, you know I, I feel like I was always well, you looked, went to UM. I, I went to the UM uh, University of Montana um, and was there for two years, and then I, you know I, I really didn't feel like I was getting my due. You know, yeah. um, honestly, I, I felt like. I should have been playing right was away. Blaine coaching then? No, or Don Holst. Don Holst was then. Yep. And then after my first two years, Prior Orser was a was the assistant my first year. He went down to the Colorado School of Mines. I followed him down there and then I was there for two years and I was like, Yeah, it didn't work out. So I ended up at Western for Marky Durham. Yeah. And uh, that was a great experience. That's where I met my Hudson was just called squeaky. Yeah. When you call up, had such a <laughs> yeah. high voice. Yeah. Hey, Lutz. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, Mark's great, man. I love him. And, One and, of the best people on the planet. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, po- super positive. He, he, yeah. You know, very rare that he was that he was ever I, – I don't know if he's ever had a bad day, you know. And so, <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I, uh, I I was really lucky, you know. Like what I always say is, you know, like a, it would have been great to have a Hall of Fame college career. And, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm proud of my college career, you know. I, I, I feel like I – you know, I was all league at uh, two years at the Colorado School of Mines, and then I was uh, first team all conference at um, at Western. You know, and um, then you were the original daredevil. I was the original daredevil. Yeah, that didn't work out. I think yeah. that was kind of a token deal. You know, I I went down and played. I you know I played in the um, 
in the ABA for uh, the San Jose Skyrockets. I, I actually started out in Niagara Falls, Canada, and that f- team fell through because, like, a lot of yeah. ABA teams, you know, it's it's like the uh, semi-pro, you know, it's like I just watched know, that the other night. Yeah, they traded it for a uh, washer dryer, you know, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But I mean, realistically, you know, there's probably like 60 teams start the ABA. This is when I was playing. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's better now. Probably not. But um, you know probably six teams would finish financially every year and we were lucky that the skyrockets did and we had a really we had a great team Um, we ended up losing in the final four the great the grade eight uh, over in rochester new york and really probably should have won it i mean we were just we had some things happen at the end of the season that just kind of screwed our chemistry and and we didn't play up to our potential but um uh but i mean you know that was a great experience but the skyrockets owners um they're the ones that started the team up here and so they they wanted to bring me in, and um, Scott Carson, well, they hired as a coach. Yeah, which he, um, he might have made a game or two, I think, before yeah, assistant took you over. Yeah, you know, and I don't know him personally, but I think as a coach, I think he's an idiot, yeah. you know, and I, I'd tell him that right here if he yeah. was here, if he wants to call me. Ken, well, hopefully he listens. Yeah, hopefully he's listening <laughs> in. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. But, uh, you know, he was actually uh, – he actually told me this when I was in high school because uh, Coach Olson was over at Montana State. And, and realistically, even though the Grizzlies were down the road from us, I wanted to pl- go play at Montana State really bad because I really like I really liked Mick Durham. And th- their style of play was was much more yeah. guard-oriented, uh, where the Grizz, you know, was always kind of, you know, pounded into the post and worked down the shot clock or whatever. So, well, Mick was a shooter too, right? The Mick and Finney show. The when Mick he and Finney there. show, baby, yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, so I really wanted to play at MSU, and and Coach Olson was was really high on me, and and you know they had watched me play a few times, and and I went to their camp two weeks in a row and stuff, and and uh, when I was in my, going into my senior year, and. You know, and like I said, you know, they had a lot of guards. I think ultimately that's why they didn't offer me a scholarship um, was because they just had so many good guards and then uh, who I thought I was better than they were. Yeah. No, but uh, um, they did. they, they did. have the Gatorade plaque on it? Probably not. Well, it's not, not, not in 2000. <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, so um, Olsen was really high on me and, and Coach Carson, actually, when I was in high school, I, I don't know what he had against me in high school, but. He told me uh, right to my face. He said, "You know, Coach Olson's really, really high on you. I don't know what the big deal is." Really? Yeah. And then, so I was really excited when uh, they told me I was the first player signed, and that they were hiring him as the head coach <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a funny thing. You know, I mean, you know, when I was in when I was in the ABA in, in San Jose, I played for uh, Coach Kermit Young. Who, I mean, if if Jimmy Sturgar is my favorite coach I ever played for, Kermit's. Very, very close second. I loved really? him. Uh, I just, I loved playing for him, and I learned a lot from him. Um, JB gave me my foundation. I still do a lot of defensive stuff like like Kermit did, and, and I still talk yeah. to Kermit really often. Um, and uh, I, I really, really loved playing for him and, and stuff. But um, yeah, and and I had a I had a, a a really nice season my first year in San yeah. Jose, and that's why they wanted me to be this guy. You know, I mean, obviously, I'd beat ties with yeah. You know, Kristen and, and the great Mickey Tuttle and stuff like that. You know, as as my uh, father-in-law, but um, but yeah, it, you know, I, I just don't think that he thought I was the guy. He didn't want me yeah. to begin with, and and that's not his fault. You know, yeah, just um, 
just the way it worked out. I, I, I felt like he didn't treat me very good when I was here, and then he made it clear, you know, and, and I don't know if Did it was you just, play any games for them? Just, just in the preseason. Okay. And then they, they, they brought me in, and they said, hey, here's the deal. We only have 10 roster spots. We want you to take a front office position. You'll still practice with the team. And then basically to Shake me— hands and Basically to me, babies, it was like, yeah. hey, if, if, if this isn't working because they need a— uh, white kid, you know, to come in and <laughs> and save the day. A local hometown kid, you know. We think you're good enough, but you know, kind of, you know, I, I yeah. just felt unwanted and and um, you know, uh, and I was kind of like, I'm not going to be your scapegoat, you know, or or your savior or whatever. If if you just need a kind guy, of a like mascot that. almost. Anything, yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, that's kind of how I felt about it, and and so. Um, I went down to um, Jacksonville, Florida. A couple of my buddies uh, that I played with in, in San Jose went down there. And, you know, I, I actually, I, I don't know, uh, you know, I, one of the things about me coming here, I mean, obviously it would have been a great experience uh, if, if it would have worked out. But, you know, everybody else from that San Jose team, um, and I was one of our leading scorers on that team, and, and everybody else was getting gigs, you know, going places, and, and they, uh, you know, people were calling and, and and I wondered if if I if they were calling about me, but they weren't telling me about it because yeah. and um, and and it very well. I mean, maybe they didn't like the way I played, and so I wasn't getting any calls. But like I said, I mean, I was a well, starter. According on that to Boyle, team. you don't play any defense, so yeah. <laughs> Tom Boyle, I should. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. I, well, we, I, Tom's on my team in the KC, so yeah. he knows I don't play any defense. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? When I was in San Jose and and even in Jacksonville, it was great because. Uh, when it, so when I was in San Jose, I was I started on that team, and usually the first three possessions were an ISO. Their one of their guards was ISOing me to try to score on me, and if I didn't get like at least two stops, they were going to just keep doing it. Yeah, you know. So, you know, guys can say that that I didn't play any D, but I had to. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> Otherwise, they were going to put me on the hound. You know, yeah, you, you, you don't play <laughs> if you don't play defense, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you 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 have to and and stuff. You know. So, anyways, uh, yeah, you know. So I played that those two uh, those two years in the ABA, and and unfortunately, it didn't work out here in Butte. You know, I th- that would have been really really great. Um, I ultimately, I really wanted to go overseas. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I felt like I could make more money over there and then, uh, you know, but you have kids, you know, and that was more important to me. My family is more important to me. So I kind of, kind of gave up on it and then, um, you know, went and went back to Western and, and coached down there, uh, on the JV for three years, uh, under, uh, Steve Keller. The great Steve Keller. The great Steve uh, yeah. Keller. Yeah. You know, and that was a fun, that was a really fun experience. And, and actually, you know, uh, uh, one of the, one of the, one of my favorite parts of that is, um, you know, I got to hang out with, uh, Craig Finberg. And that was, oh. you know, like that was right when he got diagnosed and everything like that, you know. And what a what a super guy he was, man! I we loved it. Hard he, to beat Finney. He would he would put uh, we, we would watch uh, we would watch be there watching open gym, and uh, um, I would have preferred to play, but Steve was like, hey, if you coach, you can't play anymore. You know, that yeah. was his, kind of his deal. And I I listened to that for like six months, and then I was like, oh, I, I can still play. <laughs> and so. Uh, but we'd sit there, and, and Finney would put a line on the games. You know, he'd be like, hey, uh, I'm going to say the Skins team's going to win by two. You know, and then we'd be <laughs> – and we wouldn't bet any money. It was just like yeah. one of those one of those deals that, uh, you know, it, it was just fun. Yeah. You know, and Finney, Finney made it really, really fun all the time. And we actually had one time when we were running camp, I, I used to love – 
I love camps and, and, uh, Kevin England, really close friend of mine. He, he, uh, runs a great camp. And, and so he can I would teach shooters like nobody's business. Yeah. Can he? Yeah. And so, uh, w- we would, um, I would run the uh, upstairs gym for him. And there was one time when some of the refs, you know, I mean, those guys are, you know, doing a lot of games in a row and stuff like that. And me yeah. and Finney jumped in and, and ref the game and it was so funny we, we gave these guys a break and me and him were really hamming it up you know really getting into the block calls and showing you know, all that, that stuff bird and, dog and all that. oh man it was it was it was great you know so so that was a that was a great experience you know those those three years and and there it was fun man that, those three years i tell you what i would have got fired from 100 percent of the uh high school jobs in the state um some of the stuff that i said <laughs> to those <laughs> college kids you know because i was like you know, I mean, f bombs flying left yeah. and right. You know, I mean, like, pretty bad. And you know, the kids that I coached there were awesome. And uh, you know, after it all, it would it would be like they would make fun of me. You know, on the trip home, <laughs> man, coach, can you? I we can't believe you said that. You know, or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, hey, fellas, do me a favor, don't tell anybody yeah. <laughs> what was said. What was said in the locker? You know. Yeah. But th- th- those were really fun, man, because you know I was coaching the JV team, and and the first year especially, you know, that was a team that I just inherited, um, and I really didn't. I mean, Steve did all the recruiting. I didn't even. I didn't even really, you know, recruit any of those kids in there or whatever uh, those three years. But, um, you know, it was it was all like small town Montana kids, you know, and there, we had a couple of double A kids. Um, uh, you know that that one from Bose, one from Skyview. You know, but I mean, it was just so fun, though, man. Those, those kids were great, and you know, it was fun. They put up with me. They kind of had to, you know, or whatever. But you know, they would give me a stipend to go on the road, and I'd drive one of those single passenger vans oh. um, with our crew on there, and and uh, you know, I'd budget it so we could maybe eat an Outback Steakhouse on the way home, you know, or whatever. It's important. Right? Oh man, it was it was uh, that was really fun, and and those kids were really really great, and and uh, you know, the fun thing about that too is that a lot of those kids that I coach, you know, they were going to Western to be teachers, and they all coach now, you know. So I try yeah. to I try to follow them, you know, whether they're a oh, head coach cool. or a, yeah. an assistant coach somewhere, you know. And when I was in when I was in Shoto, actually. Uh, um, two of my former players had, uh, had, um, started to coach, uh, Jake Mickelson, um, was coaching at Thompson Falls and, uh, Spencer Sartori was coaching at, um, Eureka. And so we ended up doing, uh, doing a little tournament, you know, where it was like us and Conrad playing against, yeah. uh, those two teams. So we only did it two years before I left and we went there the first year and then they came to came to our place the second year but it was it was awesome you know so it's fun you know like i was saying earlier about you know following teams around the state not just b when i was b or double a now you know or whatever but just you know following guys and seeing who who your buddies are that are doing well you're rooting for them obviously and this message is brought to you by anno designs in anaconda i know what you're all thinking fully you twit why are you letting this anaconda hack get connected with the butte cast well folks money talks Anno Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda, but that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte, and like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? 
for a limited time only. All new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email anodedesignsllc at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the ButteCast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save 5 cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Montana Tech's 4-2 and two Diggers will take on the 3-3 three and three Raiders of Southern Oregon in a crucial Frontier Conference football game Saturday on the Bob Green Field. Before heading up to Alumni Coliseum for the 1 p.m. kickoff, get ready to root on the Ordiggers as Metal Sports Bar and Grill host yet another Kegs and Eggs event from 9 to 11 a.m. Meet special guest bartenders Dr. Les and Stephanie Cook, take advantage of the drink specials and breakfast items, and play Ordigger trivia with longtime Montana Tech play-by-play man Paul Panisco. Also, check out some sweet Ordigger merchandise from John Wick and Dig City. Then on Sunday, Metals opens at 11 a.m. so you can cheer on your favorite team with the Sunday ticket. Metals Sports Bar and Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Dig City Supply has everything you need to cheer on your Montana Tech or Diggers with the largest selection of locally designed and produced fully licensed apparel and gifts. Bulldog and Maroon fans can shop their huge selection of fan gear for your teams and schools, as well as a wide selection of Butte-themed items. Modern, classic, wear your pride from Dig City Supply, a division of 5518 Designs located across from the parking garage at 43 West Park Street in Uptown Butte or online at digcitysupply.com. Well, how close? I think you told me one time you could have you could put a plate in the NBA and scored so many points per game until the playoffs well, when they you, play defense. How you know, close were you to the to that, being an NBA that's, player? That was that was what I thought when I was playing. Yeah. You know, I thought you know what it, you know if I got a shot, I think that I could score the ball and shoot the ball well enough that I could be like a ten to twelve point a game guy in the regular season, but I just wasn't big enough. You know, yeah. the playoffs, obviously different, different defense. So like, you know, Hey, Hey man, I can go out there and you know, if the, when those NBA guys in the regular season are playing defense, like you're playing in the KC, you yeah. know, Which I, is most I, of the area, I felt like I could, you know, like, like, and, and that's the mentality you got to have, whether I could have or couldn't have, you know, like I always tell guys, you know, the confidence is, is such an interesting thing. You can go to the NBA and, there's probably 20 guys that would tell you they're the best player in the world. There might be more than that. Yeah. Are they? Probably not. Close, maybe. Yeah. But they have to have that mentality so, so they can keep that competitive edge. If you go out and you go, okay, man, LeBron's the best player in the world, what chance do you have of beating him? Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, I mean, confidence is so huge. That's a big part of the way that I coach. You know, I, I try to I try to get kids confident. I try to give them confidence. I, I always hated playing for coaches that if you missed a shot, you had to look over your shoulder. I don't like it when kids do that. Yeah. 
you know, it, you, you know, you, if you turn it over, you're not coming out right away. Um, because we all, we're going to make mistakes. Basketball is an imperfect game, you know? So, um, so yeah, as far as the NBA goes, you know, I mean, I played with some guys in the ABA that <clears throat> were, you know, that were very complimentary of my game and thought that, cause I could shoot it so well. And my, my first, my first, uh, uh, game as a San Jose skyrocket, I got in at 2 AM into San Jose and I think we played it like four the next day. And I didn't really play that much um, in the first quarter. Second quarter, I get in. I end, up, I end up going six for seven from three. And these guys are like, this guy's the greatest shooter <laughs> that I've ever seen. And in the ABA at that time, they had uh, they had this rule where if if they try to if you steal it in the backcourt, it's worth an extra point. So like if you know if I'm pressing and and you know we steal it before they get across half court, you know our coach wanted us to go dunk it, you know, or lay it yeah. in. That's a three pointer. Well, I'm looking for four points. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a, I think I had a four pointer in that, you know, like just pulling. And so you could have a five point play. You could have a five point play. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those gimmicks that the ABA was trying to do yeah. to, uh, you know, yeah. kind of like, kind of like when, uh, when basketball adopted the three point line, it was a gimmick, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, so, so yeah, so those guys thought I was the greatest. And then, you know, I mean, I could dunk and, and, uh, I wasn't afraid to try and dunk on anybody and um, stuff like that. Good mid range and uh, you know, obviously my biggest weakness was my defense. But according to Tom Boyle, according to Tom Boyle and probably Mickey Tuttle, I think to, uh, <laughs> said that about me before. No, but uh, um, but anyways, uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't say that I was close. Um, you know, I just had some guys that thought that that uh, that I played with who had been. You know, like we had a couple guys that made it to like the last cut of an NBA team. Really, um, you know, before I had before I had met them, you know, yeah. when they were right out of college or whatever. I tell you what, man, we had some dudes on that on that uh, San Jose Skyrockets team. I mean, they were they were. Well, I remember watching fantastic. the Daredevils. You know, I I yeah. don't know. I, it, it's hard to tell the difference between the NBA team and the and the Daredevils when yeah. you're watching them. Yeah. Except for maybe there's more open shots missed, maybe in the, yeah. than you would have seen in the NBA. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, one thing, one thing that people don't understand is just the size, and and today's NBA is a lot different than back then. Okay. Well, if you stayed in Butte, you could have played with Keith Kloss for the seven or eight games before. Boss Kloss, man, you know, it's funny is uh, I met him when I was in the ABA. Actually, he was yeah. over at the Rochester. We were cooped up, and all the teams were in the same He's the hotel. Tallest guy I've ever stood next to. Yeah. Keith Boss Class, uh, that guy was awesome. Uh, me and my buddy Joe Buck, uh, who played at he played at uh, University of Southern Cal. Um, we actually were down playing a pro am in Vegas, and we saw Keith down there. And he was uh, he wasn't really himself, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. When we saw him, it was like we had just got done, I think, playing blackjack or something. So we went and grabbed some food, and and uh, my buddy Joe Buck, he's about he's about he's probably six seven, uh, probably two forty five, two fifty, big yeah. big strong. Uh, kid and and uh, we're sitting there and we talked to Keith for a minute and and uh, then he had to he had to go and he had already paid for his meal and he left and then uh, so Joe saddled up and ate his ate his meal too for him. <laughs> he ate that's, that's one of my good well that's probably my best boss class story you yeah. know or whatever but yeah he he came in when I was still with you know in the preseason when I was still with them and we played the. We had played two exhibition games I think one in oh no we played three I think we played one in Butte one in Great Falls and one. Uh, Went here, but you know when we were playing those, I saw the writing on the wall, you know, and in the locker room, Coach uh, Carson made it a point to say that, oh yeah, I don't know if the stats are right. They had Ludkey with fourteen turnovers, you know, or something like that. And I was like, he, he let me play for two minutes. I touched the ball twice and I shot it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't turn that baby over, yeah. you know. And so, uh, 
you know, um, yeah, Keith though, he, he was, a he's a, he's a cool dude. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was fun to watch him. It was, uh, it was, I was really ashamed when they, I think he got in a fight outside a bar and they sent him home. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought they, they were a little too strict there. But. Well, you know, uh, Keith, um, I asked him about this one time too, actually, uh, when I saw him, cause you know, like in the ABA, you know, you see guys around and, uh, especially, you know, like, like I said, those pro-ams, Vegas and, and stuff yeah. like that were pretty fun. But, um, I asked him about it one time. I felt like I had seen, seen him around, you know, yeah. enough and you know, he, he recognized me or whatever. And so I asked him one time, cause you know, the, the, the word on the street was, uh, he, you know, he, he got drafted and, and played for the Clippers Yeah, and he had a $50 million contract on the table. And, um, supposedly they said, you know, if, if you can quit drinking, you'll, uh, that's the only way you're going to have this. And he, and he couldn't. And I asked, he actually asked him about it. And he said, ah, it was just Keith being Keith, man. Well. You know? And, uh, you know, I mean, there's guys out there. What people don't understand, I mean, there's, for, for every guy that's in the NBA that's a freak of nature physically and athletically. And, you know, I mean, if you make it there, that's special just to be on a roster. Yeah. You know? And, and people get, you know, like uh, they see you know, Steph Curry and they see LeBron James and they see Kevin Durant, you know, and, and it's like, you know, well, yeah, he made the NBA, but he didn't play. I mean, that's huh. that guy, the 12th guy, you know, uh, Scalabrini is one of my favorite dudes. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that guy is good, you know, and I mean, he, he, he was a role player at best, you know, or whatever. And, and, but still probably made good money. I mean, that's what it's about yeah. when he, you're up there. I'm sure he was the best player that ever walked to that high school that he was at. <laughs> exactly. By you a know? long and, way, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, for, for every guy that, that makes it there, there's so there's probably 10 guys for every guy or more who are just phenomenal. Uh, the, uh, did you see the N1 mixtape uh, on Netflix? There, there's no, like a documentary on it. And I grew up, man, we loved N1 mixtape, you know? I'll check it out. You should watch it. It's awesome. And and to see those guys, you know, I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just dudes walking around that are yeah. so talented and, and made bad decisions or, or, uh, you know, maybe didn't get their shot or maybe they had their shot and they, and they just choked or whatever the case may be. But there's, there's, and especially nowadays too, even more so probably than when I was playing because, you know, social media, I mean, everybody's getting seen, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, but you, you also get to see what else is out there. I mean, you know, they, they got guys that just do the dunks now, you know, they're, they're like that's their like professional dunkers yeah. can't make a jump shot, but probably getting paid cause they're doing some really crazy freaky stuff that, you know, I, I, I thought that, um, you know, I used to do dunk contests. I won, I won the Estes three years in a row. Did you really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had my routine, you know, I'd, I'd start off with a windmill and then I'd, uh, you know, jump over something and. You know, my, my big, my biggest dunk was usually, to, to be honest with you, my hardest dunk was usually I would, I would, you know, have somebody sit in a chair and I would jump over and do a windmill. That was my favorite dunk was a windmill. Mm. Uh, but my, my show closer was, uh, you know, line up two or three, uh, you know, six, six to six, eight guys and jump over them. And, uh, the one year I jumped over Derek Selvig cause he, you know, he's seven feet and, uh, I was doing that, by the way, before Nate Robinson ever did really? it in the NBA. Yeah, but uh, you I know, can't so, imagine jumping over Derek Sol. <laughs> so, so I had I had my my routine and and you know and and I had my my dunks. But when I saw Vince Carter's dunk contest, um, remember when he won that? And, yeah. I mean, his I was just like, I I will never be able to do that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and so to me, it was like. 
you know, like he's done everything that can be done. And then yeah. here we are. It's like, no, he, he didn't do everything. That can be done. You know what I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Some of the, some of the dunks that you're seeing, the creativity and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's fun to meet for me to watch, you know, I mean, I can only dream. I, th- I said that to you one time, the guy for Western last year, last year, the year before, we just thrown down some silly dunks. Oh. I think it must have been yeah, last year. Yeah, last year and we I were sitting said, next to each other as a game. Yeah, and I said, man, I'd give everything I had to be able to do that. And you just go, yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> it, is, it is, yeah. No, it was, it was, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we, we've been, you know, I've been pretty lucky as far as my career goes, um, you know, as a player. I still play. We played last night in the, in the KC, me and, uh. Are you guys undefeated? Yeah, we're two and zero. We oh, we, started, we started late. Oh. We started late. I thought we were going to start right when the season started. We had some stuff going on, and it's me and uh, Dan Boyle and Tom Boyle, and and then we've been getting uh, uh, different guys. Uh, we had Taylor Ofus last night, and the first night we had uh, Travis Harshark, the Bird, the Bird Man. The bird. Um, some ringers. It's huh? it's fun, man. You know, and and uh, that's one that's one great thing about basketball. You know, even more. You know, like I tell you know my son, you know, enjoy football. You know, a lot of times yeah. football, once you're done with high school, when you're done with high school and if you don't get a chance to go play college football or a college sport, right? But, you know, like you can always go play at the KC. There's still spring tournaments. You can go play in yeah. Spokane Hoop Fest. You can play in three-on-threes. Run. You play in pickup. You play in men's league, right? You still go shoot the ball You can by still go you shoot to, by yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about basketball that I love so much. I still work out. Uh, you try to work out every morning with the kids, you know, and stuff like that when I come in. Um, hey, man, there's no there's no men's league football out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. So, so you know, I, I mean, that's something that I think that kids need to, you know, people need to put in perspective. You know, it's like, man, when you're there, you know, sometimes, you know, kids quit or sometimes, you know, oh, football sucks or, you know, whatever. It's like, hey, man, you know, you you don't have uh, you don't have any more time after this to play it, you know, so enjoy yeah. it while, you, while you're here. That's another thing, you know, like uh, even with high school basketball, you know, it's like you get four years to play high school sports. Make the most of it, you know. Um, you get to work your whole life, you know, and some people have to work, but you know, there's, there's kids that say, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't come in and work on my game coach because I got to work, you know, well, I understand that, you know, um, sometimes it's kids that, you know, that, you know, they're, they don't need to work to help their parents pay the bills, you know, but that's the excuse on why I didn't come in the gym. But then when it comes time for playing time, basketball or football or whatever sport, they still want to be, get all the, they want to reap the rewards of, of hard work when they didn't put in hard work. Yeah. And that's always a difficult thing because, you know, like I, like I alluded to before, you know, like I want everybody to have a great experience, but not everybody understands, um, well, if, if we're going based on merit and based on how hard you work, if, if it wasn't that, I mean, cause here's the deal, best players are going to play. Yeah. It just has, it has to be how it's going to be. I always think it's so funny. You know, if a kid says, oh, man, coach, he doesn't like me, so so he's not he's not going to, you know, he yeah. didn't play me. I got screwed, you know. I, oh, or, oh, my son's so much better than that kid. You know, it's yeah. like, listen. I you, just heard some of that in the crowd during yeah, the freshman game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it's like, listen, you, you can talk to my, my folks. You can talk to people that know me. You're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that hates losing as much as I do. Yeah. 
you know, I, you're, well, you're going to play to win. What I, what yeah. I say actually is you're going to, that hates losing more than I do. Yeah. There's probably people out there that hate losing as much as me, but you know, I'm known as a sore loser and yeah. you know, all this other <laughs> stuff and I'm okay with it because once I start being accepting losing, then that's when I probably need to stop be competing at anything. What do they say? Show Cards. somebody who's, show me somebody yeah. who's okay with losing and you'll show somebody who's a loser. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, you know, like I will do Within the rules, I'll do anything it takes to win. Okay, if you're the best player, you're gonna play. Yeah. If if you can help us win, I'm gonna have you out on the floor. Um, you know, and so there's there's always people that oh well I should be starting or I should be doing this or I should be doing that. It's like hey listen bud, if you were that good, you would be on the floor. Yeah. Um, you know a lot of times you, you, we get we get caught up in you know people. Um, you know, saying, uh, you know, well, um, yeah, he was, he, you know, he would have been, uh, he would have been really good, but the coach just, you know, the coach screwed him, you know, and, um, I was talking to a kid named, uh, Eddie Stack and Eddie told me one time, he goes, man, you know, I used to buy into that a little bit, you know, that like, oh, you know, the coach, coach can control and coach, we do have a lot of control, yeah. you know, over kid playing time and stuff like that. He goes, he goes, man, Wes Morales played at Rocky. And he goes, I've never seen a coach hate a player as much as as much as uh Coach Dreykosen hated him. And he was first team all conference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like, I mean, hey, if you're that good, we've got no choice but to play. And I've been yeah. lucky. I've never really I've never coached a kid I didn't like. Yeah. You know. I mean, and there's and it's unfortunate. Sometimes there's kids that you just love them. And they're just not as talented as the other kids, and they don't work as hard, you know. Now, hard work over talent, for me, hundred percent of the time. Yeah. If, if you're going to play hard, and we got a kid that's not talented, you know, or whatever. But it's kind of a fine line too, you know, because you get a kid that doesn't necessarily work as hard, but he's still better than you, even though you play your butt off, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, you get into all those. I mean, there's a million of those scenarios, yeah. you know, that are that are hard, and in the moment. It's it gets really difficult, you know. To you know, you, you you end up. Well, you know what I say is, hey, you know, come in the gym and work, and it's going to pay off. Now, I think some people think, well, Coach Ludke opens the gym every morning. If I go in the gym, then I'll then then I'll make the team or I'll play yeah. more or whatever. And you know, I have to tell people, it's not coming in the gym and me seeing you in there that's getting that's that's putting you over the top. What's putting you over the top is you're coming in and you're working as hard as you can and you're improving. Yeah. And that is what is going to make you be on the floor at the end of the game or it's going to help you make the winning shot or or it's going to help you crack the starting lineup. Um, you know, and, and I think people have a hard time grasping that because it's not like you can't come in. If I if I come in here and I shoot for an hour and you show up after me and leave before me. You didn't get a good workout, and I'm 40, man. You know, I'm I'm all I'm trying to do is win K- uh, KC League titles. <laughs> you know, I mean, my career is over. Yeah. You know, your career is just beginning, and if you can't outwork me, then you're not really showing that commitment. And the other thing that goes into that is the trust factor. And people don't, you know, I, I don't think people understand how important it is to trust people. Um, you know, the trust is. Uh, is is such an important thing. If there's two guys that end up being equal, 
Um, and one guy was in the gym every single day and the other guy wasn't, who am I going to pick? Yeah, it's pretty easy, yeah. Well, I'm going to pick the guy that was in the gym every day because I trust him. I know that he's going to be there when the chips are down. I know that, that you know, he, he's going to try and run through a wall for me where the guy that is just trying to go on talent, man, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to put a yeah. lot of faith in that guy, you know? Yeah, and a lot of the, the mentality like that, a lot of guys, they people who parents want playing time my kids should play over that i think a lot of that goes back to the travel teams yep when you had you know a bunch of different teams and their dad's coaching yep the kids playing he's a superstar yep. so by the time he's a sophomore he's not playing he's not starting varsity he's out the door yeah you know and we yeah, see that, that with happens. boys yep. we see that boys and girls that happened to me <laughs> and uh but, but, you, but you see that i mean i you know i, I my examples is is two of the best basketball players butte high's had were Todd Erickson and Gary Kane, mm-hmm. they never stepped on the floor till they were juniors. Yeah. And that's that's part of it. But, of course, which gets us into what you got coming up is the traveling. I've, I've railed against traveling teams. For, yeah. I've, I've hated traveling forever because I've seen the – you see the side effects like – I've you know, I watched a few years ago the girls. Yeah. And how many girls the traveling teams ran out of basketball. Yep. And then they're wondering why there's no girls going out for the basketball. Exactly. So – and you have this – your up-top team. Which kind yep. of you kind of? Uh, it's a great segue, by the way. But I yeah, love that. That was but great. you see, I'm a professional at this now. <laughs> but you you kind of do it right, though. It seems like you're you're running it, so you hire the coaches. Yep. And they're gonna run what you want these kids to know when they come here, and they're gonna know the know what it's about. Yes. And uh, and, and you have as many teams as as many kids want to play, right? Yes, and and so so that's that's one thing you know the, the travel basketball stuff is difficult and and you know I mean you can my my philosophy is is you can't just come in the ba- into the gym and shoot baskets yeah right and you can't just go play travel ball you got to do everything yeah I mean that's just the nature of the game and and there's a lot of people I talk to people who say oh, I I hate travel basketball I hate travel basketball yeah. and there's a lot of people that hate it and they should because their kid has a poor experience the parent has a poor experience yeah. you know and and that's fine you know but you can't you can't you can't just say okay well travel basketball is is the culprit here it's yeah. usually an individual or a yeah. group of individuals who are ruining it for everyone um you know and 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 I think that that happens more often than people having a really good experience and and so again you know going back to my philosophy of I want everybody to have a great experience um you know I decided to start this travel team and and Paul McCarthy um and I have done it together Paul's a, a, just a great human being I love him and yeah if there's something good for kids going on in town it seems like Paul's oh, got his hands on it he's you know? around it man and yeah. and you know Paul's one of those really rare parents who I mean, he he really cares about every kid, not yeah. just his kid. You know, yeah. Trey is a sophomore for me this year, and you know, Paul had started the tra- the travel team, and and he did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, this was before I was here, and my and my son Hudson played with them, and they had sixteen kids, and I mean, it was just a, a top notch, one hundred percent. I mean, it was just it was great. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I got here, obviously, I wanted to be a part of it, and and so we decided to start um, up top, and thank thank God, Paul you know, wanted to, wanted to help. And so that first year we just did an eighth grade A and B that was during COVID and Paul, I mean, this guy's amazing with, <laughs> you know, yeah. with this time. I mean, he, he's, he, he, I wouldn't say he scouts, but I mean, he has knowledge of damn near every team 
in the state, you know. Uh, so when we do our tournaments, he's able to, you know, put put teams where they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, we we don't we want to get away from a, a team that should be in the A. That's a middle of the road A team jumping down to the B, so they can just go win a tournament. Yeah, that's you not know? what it's all about. It, yeah. the, the, for for us, it's not, and for unfortunately for a lot of people, it is. We gotta yeah. win tournaments. We gotta win tournaments. You know. Um, you know, it's it's for the development. It's it's so kids get get. You know, I, I like to have seven kids per team, because then everybody's going to play. Yeah. You know, a lot of minutes. And I mean, sometimes when you get sometimes the problem with seven is you know the guys are playing more than they want to. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I need to sub. Guys pull on yeah, shirt. Like, yeah. Get me out of here. I'm tired, man. You're making me play too much. You know, but um, but you know what I what I've seen a lot is with these travel teams is um, you know, you see guys. Uh, like you said, you know, a dad starts the team and they have good intentions yeah. uh, to help their kid get an NBA uh, contract, yeah, and um, or a college scholarship or whatever, whatever the case may be. And and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, they'll go, oh, okay, man, this kid's really good. Well, gosh, but you know, his dad's a jerk. Yeah. So we're not gonna we're not gonna give him the opportunity. They can start their own travel team. Well, let's get this guy. You know, and, and then they're buddies. You know, and, and yeah. hey, that's great for those. You know, for three or four of those dads. But then they. It's a five man game, you know, so you gotta get you gotta pick up some other guys. And so, you know, kids are getting left out and then and then you know, you hear the stories in Butte where there's more kids, you know, where it's like, Oh, well, this travel team, yeah, we played their travel team, man, and you know, it was a battle, you know, and they then the kids learn how to hate each other and compete against each other. Well, when you get to high school, you guys gotta play together. Yeah. You know, you gotta learn how to coexist. And I mean, hey, if you got two point guards and they're the two best players in town. I'm not going to have one back the other one up. Yeah. <laughs> I want both of those boys on the floor. Yeah, get used to that. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, just trying to figure out a way um, to give everybody a chance. And then you take a look at Butte High and you go, okay, man, we had two seniors last year. Now, you know, most people are going to blame Coach Ludke. Yeah, he's a jerk. And, and uh, you know, we're going to show him. We're not going to go out for the yeah. team. You know, you get that sometimes. I love that, you know. Oh, man, he's a, he's terrible. He's a terrible coach. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm not going to go out for the team and good luck, you know? Yeah. Well, it's probably a good thing you didn't come out for the team because you were going to get cut and, and, <laughs> and you can say whatever yeah. you want about me. I don't care. You know, like what, what, a, what a 16, 17, 18 year old kid has to say about me who doesn't have any worldly experience. That's not going to make, I'm not yeah. going to lose sleep over it. Um, and usually their parent, I'm not going to lose sleep over them, you know, yeah. because, you know, I understand what it is, man. Hey, when we're dealing with people's kids, that's one thing about coaching. And you, you asked me earlier about coaching in Butte, anywhere you go, you're, you're coaching kids and their parents, that's their most valuable possession. Yeah. And, or it should be, if it's not, (laughs) it better be, (laughs) it better be. And so there's no way to go into, into that without having emotions, strong emotions. And, you know, so when you see little, little Johnny out in the out the driveway and he makes five, six, seven shots in a row, man, he's a hell of a player. But then he gets in there and he's playing against dudes that, you know, they're, they're good. Yeah. When I was shooting in the Elks, man, there was nobody could compete with me. That's right. When I was by myself. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and, uh, you know, so, so, you know, there's a lot that goes in that, but anyways, um, you know, so what, what, you know, back to the up top team, you know, the, the goal was, Hey, we want to give every single kid, in Butte, an opportunity to have this experience. Because, you know, there's a lot of kids yeah. that, that aren't getting the opportunity to play on a travel team. And then they turn out to be 6'5", <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, man, that guy was the shortest kid in your class. He's 6'5 now, man, you know. Well, he can't make a dang layup, 
Yeah. Well, whose fault is that? Well, that's your guys' because you guys are the ones that did the travel team and you didn't you didn't invite the kid to play. So so the whole thing was <clears throat> participation, and a lot of that has to do with my philosophy on basketball as far as, hey, man, if they started the travel team when I was in 7th, 8th grade, I wouldn't have been Gatorade Player of the Year my senior year. They wouldn't have asked me. Wouldn't ask you to play. Because yeah. I wasn't that good. Yeah. And so especially with boys more than anything, because, you know, you never know when a kid's going to hit a growth spurt or, you know, yeah. we, we develop later than girls do and stuff like that. Well, know, that's so. I was telling people today, using the example, Scout Allen wasn't even on the varsity first game his junior year. Yeah. And he's a superstar by the end of the year. Absolutely. You, you just don't yeah. know sometimes. Well, you know, and, and, and so like with our, you know, I, you know, we had an A and a B team my first year uh, of up top and uh, Dylan Bechet. Call him Bobby, Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. And uh, he obviously had a great year last year. He was on the B team. And Bobby struggled with that, I think, because Bobby's a he's a heck of a player. Yeah. He was good then. Um, but we kept it seven and seven. I mean, we might have had seven and eight on one, the one team. And uh, But, you know, if, if Dylan would have played on the A team, uh, Dylan wouldn't have got to touch the ball as much. And, and yeah. Dylan would have had a much different role. Well, when he's on the B team, he's the best player. Or one of the best players, and he's he's got to handle it a little bit. He's got to rebound. He's got to shoot it. He's got to do a lot Man, of different things that is helping him develop his game. Um, and so, fast forward to last year, you know, and and I, I still remember people. Well, once a B kid, always a B kid. Hey, mm. man, it, it, my philosophy of hard work pays off, and you know the the best players are going to play. But typically, the best players, it's a weird deal. Yeah. The the best players are the guys that spend the most time in the gym, and I haven't figured that one out yet, on on why that is. <laughs> but but you know Weird like that works. if if you want to be one of the best players, get in the gym. That was me. You know, hey, I, yeah. I I got tired of not getting picked up for three on three teams and for my buddies being better than me. And you know, I just had that fire in me that I was like, man, I want to be the best. Yeah. And I spent more time than anybody in the gym, and I was Gatorade Player of the Year, and and you know got to play a lot longer than Man. a lot of people did. Yeah, you know, I'm forty, you know, I'm and still I'm playing, still hitting threes down at the KC. You know? Are you dunking? Uh, I can still dunk, but uh, you know, it's I, a little I, shorter. The rims are they're, they're a little shorter down there. I yeah. still dunk in Butte High here, but you know, I, I have to get pretty, and I and I'm not in great shape. I I'm honestly, I'm probably twenty pounds overweight right now. You don't want to blow out your Achilles dunking in the KC game. No. No, I, I dunked one last That's year. That's Kyle Sampson about how easy it is to do. <laughs> yeah, no kid. Yeah. I, I dunked one last year in the KC. I got pissed off about something, and then I, you know, like all all <laughs> rationale goes out the window. I'm like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm trying yeah. it, you know. And thank God my six year old saw it, and he yeah. talks about it. So, Dad, you remember when you dunked on that big guy at the KC? And I'm like, I don't ever need to dunk another mm. one, man. As long as my six year old, because Hudson yeah. got to see me when I was, you know, semi in my prime. He, he, yeah. he was probably now that he's now that he's 15, he. He, he kicks really, your butt now. Well, right? he doesn't really remember it, you know, so he doesn't give me the respect I deserve, probably. <laughs> yeah, Hudson, Hudson can beat me in one-on-one. Um, it's it's frustrating. I'm, that's why I'm getting back in shape. I, I got to be able to yeah. hold my own. I, you know, he finally this year beat me in a best-of-seven series. Yeah. You know, last year he, he was able to beat me uh, in some in some games. Uh, I used to just sweep him four games nothing, <laughs> and that was awesome, you know. Yeah. But 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 the goal for me, you know, I mean, I, I would love every player that ever played for me to be better than me. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously my own son. Um, I mean, that kid's in the gym. You know, I mean, I, I think yeah. you'd be hard pressed to find a kid in the whole state that spends as much time in the gym as that kid. You know, he's having a good football year. He's still 
tries to get in twice a day, gets up every morning at six, shoots, Comes and, shoots huh? and then goes and lifts with the team and does his, you know, his football stuff and usually tries to come in at night, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's another thing about that, you know, me and Chuck talk about. And, and you know, and this goes along with my philosophy of the up-top team, too, you know, is is we're just trying to get kids opportunities to get in the gym. Yeah. I want kids to give the opportunity to fall in love with the game like I did. And if you can go and have a great experience, um, you know, playing travel basketball and, and saying, oh, hey, you know, we got a great coaching staff. Um, you know, we, we obviously handpick them, but, you know, we, we want to do that because – you know, we, we, and we pay them, uh, but we, we want to get guys in there who want to coach and who love kids and who are willing to join the, uh, you know, not just the team up top team, but the Butte high team, because we're running my stuff. You know, we're, we're doing the things that, uh, you know, offensively and defensively that you're going to be seeing in high school, which is a big, which is big advantage for kids. But we're also trying to give them that philosophy of, you know, exactly what it is we're trying to accomplish um, from a human being standpoint, you know, we want good sports, you know, we want kids that are making good decisions uh, off the court, you know, we we preach grades, you know, everything that I preach in my high school program, we're starting with them there. So when they get to high school and if they want to continue to play, and I don't care, man, I don't care if you're, if you're planning on wrestling in high school, if you like basketball, come play. And what's you the know. what's the age to class range? For so 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 this year uh, is the is the biggest year we're, we've had so far. Last year we were sixth, seventh, and eighth, and we just did boys. Yeah. This year we're going fourth through eighth, and we're boys and girls. Wow. Uh, Coach Arson's good good friend of mine. I love the guy, um, and I thought he did a, a great job last year. It'll be sure. the same thing. We'll be running his offense if you're playing for the yes. girls. Yes, and he him. picked his own coaches. Um, you know he. Uh, you know, he's running his own stuff. I, that's too much for me, man. I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> we're just yeah. trying to stick with the boys. But, you know, I mean, we, we wanted him to be able to develop his program and give kids opportunities as well. And, you know, the big thing with us is, you know, it's like, hey, if you want to start your own travel team, have at it. We're not trying to discourage you from starting your own travel team. You know, go do it, and, and we're not going to we're not gonna interfere with it or whatever. Um, you know, but um, I, I really feel like we have a pretty good – um, a pretty good way of doing things for the kids. Um, I, I think that most of the kids that played for us have had a good experience. And, you know, the goal is, um, you know, to give those kids the opportunity. And then, you know, when you get into high school, it's going to be very competitive, you know, and we're going to hopefully have more than two, three, four, five seniors. Yeah. You know, get, get to that point where... That senior night be 10, 12 players. It would, that would be, you know, that's the goal. Yeah. And, and, and you know, get to a point, you know, we talked about it before, you know, guys, if, we're, if I'm not playing as a sophomore on the varsity, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, well, what, what I want to do is it would be nice to have a sophomore team that wins most of their games and a sophomore team that is all sophomores, and then the JV team is mostly juniors and maybe a couple sophomores. Yeah. Um, You know, and then the varsity, you know, I mean, there's always going to be a couple guys sprinkled in. Yeah. Because if the best player is going to play, there's going to be some guys, you know, who are are really good when they're young. You know, but but right now, I think in the program, you know, oh, if you're on the sophomore team, that's a negative thing. Yeah. Or if you're on the freshman team. And and last year was hard because – you know, we felt like our, we we moved seven freshmen up. We felt like those were the better, were the best kids uh, to move up on the JV. 
Well, that creates some problems. Yeah. Because now you think, well, man, if I if you don't play play up as a freshman, oh, 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 you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you know, look at my story, man. You just know? you just got to be on the team, right? Yeah, yes. just just get on the team, get get opportunities. I I try not to cut freshmen. I think we're gonna have a lot of freshmen out this year. Um, and and the up top thing now is, it's uh, what three hundred dollars is that? What so so yeah, so the up top thing, and we've already had some people asking about, oh, well, where's the money go? Well, well you I, pay for tournaments. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you where the money goes is is. Uh, uh, and we're actually going to be probably getting the old begging cup out and begging people for some donations because really I don't want people to have to pay for tournaments. You know, most of the time it's set up to where, you know, you, you pay the fee, you get your uniform, whatever, and then you have to pay 30 to $50 per tournament. Yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're trying to keep the cost down because while there's a lot of families that can afford that and can do all that, there's also a lot of kids that don't get the opportunity because, you know, and, and we give scholarships. Uh, you know, to where, you know, a kid can come and play. And, and we, you know, I mean, we obviously ask people to give us, you know, their personal backstory on why you can't afford yeah. to do it. Because, you know, when, when people hear scholarships, my kid's great. He should get a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, the scholarship is for the kids that are a little bit less fortunate. Yeah. You know, who can't afford to get basketball shoes, let alone pay $300 to buy a jersey and help pay the coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, so... So we do we do that because again we want every single person that wants to play to be able to play and, and have that opportunity. But you want to have A B C D E F kind of teams, right? It, my my goal with with my boys up top and, and the girls obviously that's that's Arnie's, um, you know, so he can have his own goals for there. I'm not gonna have yeah. to make goals for him, <laughs> um, but uh, my goal for the up top team is is to have two teams per grade minimum. Yeah, you know. Um, if we could have three teams per grade, that would be fantastic, you know. But like I said, we're not going to cut anybody. Um, we're not going to hold tryouts, you know. There's thing. Well, you can hold tryouts. I charge everybody fifty bucks, and then you know, if you, yeah. you raise a little money to help with the cost, you know, with our, you know, the expenses, you know, we we do, um, we pay our coaches, we buy the uniforms. The goal is to pay. It, it's going to be about thirty grand is what we're projecting to pay for all the tournaments. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uniforms are pretty expensive. You know, we pay for our coaches travel. Um, if, if it's an overnight, we'll pay for their hotels. Um, because you know, the thousand dollars that they make shouldn't go to them yeah. coaching. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're, we're hoping that's a profit for yeah. them, you know? And so we're, you know, we're trying to do these things that we think are right to make sure that we're running a top notch program. Um, you know, and we, we had some kids last year who we, you know, it was like, you know, they decided they didn't like it or whatever. Their parents were, you know, didn't think that we were doing a good enough job. And so they were criticizing and, you know, it's like, hey, man, you know, you, we'll give you a refund and you can be on your way and we'll eat the $300 for the yeah. coach and for the uniform. You know, it's probably worth it most of the time. Yeah. You know, if you, um, and, and go start your own, yeah. you know, that, that's that's fine, you know. So, but the uh, the registration is already open for this. Um, and we're planning on having a parent meeting on Monday, the 24th, 7 PM at the old gym here at Butte high. And, uh, we're, we're, we're shooting for a, um, November 6th, first practice uh, on a Sunday. So we can kind of get everybody in and yeah. out, you know, and stuff. And so, um, our first tournament probably won't be till, uh, early, early December, but teamuptopbasketball.com is is where you can go to get those, and obviously we'll have some registration forms on the twenty fourth on Monday. Yeah, and I'll I'll put links in the show notes and on butecast.com. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And and you know the 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 big thing with it is, um, you know, 
uh, we'll always try and accommodate for kids to sh- to start late. Yeah. Um, but that can get difficult because you know I mean there's some time constraints as far as ordering uniforms. Um, you know stuff they're tough like to that. get nowadays. They're tough to get. You know, yeah. and and uh, the boys over at Up Top are, uh, you know, we we try to work as closely with them. And you know, it's like. Okay, guys, we have, uh, you know, 128 uniforms. Uh, you know, we need them in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, but those guys have been awesome, man. We we're, were very fortunate. You know, the, the, the whole, the whole um, you know, kind of philosophy behind being team up top is, you know, I mean, obviously up top clothing brand is awesome, yeah. you know, and, and uh, it's, a, it's awesome. It's out of Butte. It's Butte guys doing it. Um, I think there's a lot of pride that goes with up time. I, you know, I, I grew was born and raised in Ronan, and I've only I've only been you know I've lived in Butte before, but you know I mean, four years now I've I've been here, and I, you know, we go play Sentinel or Glacier or whatever, and it's like, well, it's like I, we're an up top stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, you know. It's like yeah. well, they still need to make they're trying to make a profit, yeah. you know, so they got so they got over up. But you know, I mean, there's a lot of pride with that, and I think that it's pretty cool. You know, our uh, we've had some really cool, uh, cool uniforms and and. Uh, Stuff like that, and, and uh, you know, Luke Luke does an awesome job of, of uh, yeah, he, that guy's got a got a pretty good eye for yeah. what's cool and what's not. You he, know, so he can he, make people look pretty. Yeah, yeah. So I usually I usually defer to him on the uniforms. <laughs> uh, uh, wish I had that kind of style and that yeah. kind of, that kind of panache. But um, so yeah, so he he usually chooses those for us, and and uh, um, so they look good, man, and and the kids look sharp, and and I, I think that there's a People know up tops from team up tops yeah. from Butte. We've been pretty lucky, you know. I mean, we're we're not out to win every game. We want the kids to learn how to compete, how to give their best effort all the time. Um, obviously, we we want them to learn how to win. We also want to want them to learn how to be gracious when they yeah. lose. Um, you know, so like I said, just just all kinds of stuff that goes into it. It's it's uh, pretty time involved. You know, Paul. I was talking about Paul. I mean, his son. He could have easily said, oh, man, he's done, so I'm done with child basketball. Mm. Um, and I'm just so fortunate that, that uh, he, you know, he's the, I call him the uh, head of basketball operations <laughs> uh, for Team Up Top. Um, and then Dan Boyle, uh, Dan Boyle is, uh, he, he was the coach the first year. Um, and Dan's awesome, man, I love him. Uh, he's a central guy, yeah. you know. Uh, there was some some griping last year that we're, oh, you're not helping all Butte kids. And, you know, we're not going to go and recruit the, the Butte Central kids because that'd be a, you know, they, then they'd be accusing me of trying to take their kids, yeah. you know. But, you know, I mean, I don't care if, if you know where you're going to high school at or, or not. I mean, if you're a Butte kid and you want to play, come down, you know. Um, we were actually, uh, last year I was adamant about not letting kids from out of town play. Um, you know, and one of the reasons for that is because, hey, man, if you're from a small town, go get seven kids from your small town and have a team, you know. Yeah. Now, if you can't, then we'll then we'll – make some concessions for you and, and we want you to come and I mean we want to help all kids but ideally you want to help future bulldogs <laughs> ideally future bulldogs but butte kids you yeah. know and and uh you know so um, we do have some kids that I know you know like their dads are central guys and stuff and their kids will probably go to central but you know when you're in the third and fourth grade who cares man yeah you know fifth grade sixth grade um it's about learning how to play basketball it's about learning how to play basketball it's about having fun uh, about falling in love with the game, you know. Hey, man, if if uh, you know we like to beat Central every year, uh, you know. But if if in five years, 
um, we're playing against kids that played for up top before, and, and I know those kids and have a personal relationship with them. I think that makes it a little bit funner. You yeah. know, I know when I was in Shoto, you know, I became really close with uh, some of the guys that I coached against, Fairfield, Rocky Boy, Conrad, and and, and you don't necessarily get to know the kids uh, just straight up from spending time with them, but you get to know them through talking to your coaching buddies and then you kind of you root for those kids you yeah. know to uh you know in, in high school and obviously you don't want them to play great against you but you know <laughs> uh but you know it just it just makes it so much more personal and so much funner you know so so yeah man it, you know it, like i said it doesn't matter um you know we're we're not trying to there's a rumor last year i was i was real upset because uh, i feel like we're trying to do something good here and obviously you know as in coaching and as in you know yeah. anything you try to do when you're trying to do good things for people you know there's some negativity and uh we hear that you uh that you uh make the kids you know pledge their allegiance to butte high in order to play you know it's like first off that's not something that i wouldn't do i know guys that would do that yeah you know they're not wearing purple and and white and it's not exactly binding yeah (laughs) yeah it's not not exactly binding (laughs) um but uh but you know, I mean that that's that's definitely not what we're trying to do. I mean, we're we're just trying to be real positive and and uh, you know, again, man, hey, basketball to me is the greatest sport that was ever invented by old Jimmy Naismith uh, mm. back in the day. I and, thought John Thatcher invented it. Well, I think he's the one that brought it to Butte. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I just, you know, if, if kids love it and they want to play, we want to give them opportunities to play, man, you know, and, and, awesome. uh, and so up top does that for them and boys and girls now, you know, uh, we got some good, we got some guys, let me throw some shout outs to Dan Boyle done an awesome job for us. You got Marty Hanley coach for us last year, Kel Stenson, Isaac Scholey, uh, George, uh, George Riojas, we picked up. Oh, good this old George. Year. Uh, yeah. Um, Manny Rodriguez, Jacob Parrish. Um, and then we got a couple, uh, couple guys uh i think they're going to coach our fourth grade team too so um or i think we're hopefully we're going to have a few fourth grade teams that'd be know. awesome the, the more kids that we can get now in the fourth grade um that means the more we'll have when they get to you know seventh and eighth grade hopefully yeah. um hopefully they have a great experience uh like we think the kids have in the past and um, and we just do local tournaments pretty much you know we put on some tournaments here in butte um and then you know we try to keep it pretty close you know yeah going to pittsburgh or anything like that i don't think we're going to go to pittsburgh this year um <laughs> you know uh we might go to missoula um you know anaconda has a tournament uh you know we have some here and uh, i don't know if we're going to go to bozeman this year um yeah. we might go to missoula instead those those guys yeah. those guys in missoula are a little easier to work with than the, yeah. the bozeman <laughs> guys but uh you know when you win it we won we won bozeman last year and I mean, we didn't even get a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, Bozeman guys, if you're listening, get T-shirts at your tournaments. Yeah. We'll come back over there and bring 18 teams, but probably not this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, well, good luck with that. Hopefully you, you get the turnout you're looking for. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you yeah. letting me come on. And, yeah. and uh, you know, obviously I'm long-winded. I like talking, man. Yeah. Uh, talking hoops. You give me talking hoops, I can talk <laughs> for days about it because I love it. But, um, hey, I appreciate you. I love it that you're doing this stuff, uh, all this stuff. We were – disappointed to hear that you left uh butte sports but uh thank god you're still around and and on the sports scene man well i'll be the guy in the crowd yelling about the coach this year to be high game so i'll get to go be well, a fan get get a get a uh i got my i got my bac pass and i'm in there start screaming get everybody else on board with you <laughs> <laughs> it won't be too hard i don't think <laughs> yeah, all right. well thanks a lot coach i appreciate it good luck this year thanks Proud to be from you, America.
say.